UFOs and flying saucers and ETs and government conspiracies, but I've seen none of the above. If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles, lose my little mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to another episode of X Files Talk X Files. The only podcast that fantasizes about being whipped by both Lauren Ambrose and William B. Davis. <laughs> All right. At the same time. Uh, naturally, naturally. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, David Harwood, and joining me this week once again, I have Jessa and Roy from X Files News. Hello. Hello. So, um, depending on whether or not you liked Babylon, you'll either be happy. Or sad that Garrett is not here this week. <laughs> but don't worry, Tiffany recorded his reaction to the episode, and I'm going to play it for you now. I mean, it was bullshit! Like, it didn't make any sense, and it just... Shrooms? Really? I, I mean, I just don't understand. Everybody said, we want more mythology and more Monsters of the Week! We don't want this shit! That was seasons 8 and 9! Nobody wants this! <laughs> Nobody! <laughs> I just don't understand, this is so absurd. We went, I mean, in the thought that really fucking irritated me, was she was like, I wish I had thought of this procedure when my mom was dying. I'm like, really? Really? You wanted to hook your mom's heads up to fucking electrodes just so you could find out the mystery of a fucking quarter? Fucking give me a break. Scully is either the fucking worst human being in the world, or Chris Carter literally is a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, that's one of the funniest things I've heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Chris Carter probably doesn't find it funny. <laughs> He's not going to listen, so it's fine. Yeah, Garrett pretends he doesn't oh, care, no, but not... that was the noise of a man who cares deeply. <laughs> <laughs> so we will we will get into the episode discussion uh, in due course. Uh, let's go and do our listener question first. Let's start off easy this week <laughs> with a listener question. Uh, this week it is um, from Kellyanne, and apologies because uh, I think I said her name wrong last week. That's right. We're doing the same quest. We're doing a question from the same person two weeks in a row because apparently she's the only listener out there sending in questions. So everybody else, get on it. You've only got you haven't got much left of this podcast. So get some questions coming in. Um, anyway. Kelly's question this week is, if you were able to assist Mulder and Scully on one of their cases from any season, which would you pick? And her answer to this question was actually William, so that she could stop the dreadful adoption. That's a really good idea. Why is this normal? Um, I thought about this a lot, and I would ha- at first I said detour, because I think that would be kind of cool, but I'm going to have to go with triangle. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I think I would have a awesome. lot of fun with Triangle. Like, yeah. like an insane you be, like, amount. You'd running around the ship, like, distracting mm-hmm. the Nazis from Mulder. Mm-hmm. Over here! And then, like, running mm-hmm. down the passage. Um, man, I like that. Jeepers, uh, creepers. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, so I think I'm going to go with Triangle. Um, oh, that's really good. Good choice, uh, yeah. Um... So, you know, I was, like, having some trouble if, like, I should go for, like, a really, like, fun case. Like, I was thinking, like, it'd be really entertaining to, like, pull Mulder and Scully around in bad blood. Um, and maybe, like, join Mulder with his, like, little garlic breadsticks to, like, fight back the, the vampires. You'd be uh, taking bites out of him. I mean, too, though. Yeah, but then, like, you know, I'm totally available to, like, comfort cancer Scully in the hospital while Mulder, like, goes and saves the world. So it's, like, hard for me to say, for sure. Probably, like, a fun case, like, bad blood. Justice is really good. Um, I think, think, yeah, I think I'd want to, like, have fun. You know, you don't need to, like, immerse yourself in sadness and angst all the time, which is not (laughs) something, like, Chris Carter decided to step back from during this movie. She's, like, more angst would be better. Um... Yeah, it has to be. It has to be like a good fun case, like Bad Blood. Yeah, I went down the fun route as well. Um, scrolling through the list of episodes earlier, I was trying to find one that which would be kind of fun to go on, and the one I came up with was the Amazing Malini because oh, yeah. it's a heist caper that's got magic in it, 
and everybody just looks like they're having a blast. They're just having fun throughout the entire episode. And as if you wanted one more reason, it's got Ricky Jay in it. So the amazing Malini for me. <laughs> Good. Nice. So listeners, uh, please do come on, send us some questions if they're related to the revival or just a general X-Files-y kind of question like that. Um, we are going to get through... You know, I'm saying we're going to get through all of the questions. Uh, we don't have any questions for next week, so <laughs> send us your questions. But if we do get several, we will get through them all before this podcast wraps up. Um, so you can send those to me. Go to davidtharwood.com, or you can get to me via Facebook or Twitter. Just go to backslash David T. Harwood on either of those, and you will find me. Up next, um, it's our news segment. Um, we do have some X-Files news, um, but first of all, I want to give you a bit of my news. Um, since this podcast is wrapping up, I was trying to think, well, what am I going to fill my time with next? So I've decided I'm going to write a story. I'm hesitant calling it a book at this point. Uh, I'm writing a story, one chapter per month, on my website, davidtharwood.com, completely free. The first chapter is up already, and it has vampires in it. So if you're a fan of the X-Files, you may possibly enjoy it or find something of value in it. So do please check it out and let me know what you think. Um, do they sparkle? I hope they don't sparkle. They do not sparkle. Darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> I should probably say it's called V's. So, like, V... S. It's the okay. plural of a uh, letter V. So okay. there you go. Huh. X-Filesy news. Yes. Um, so the um, X-Files fan club in Mexico, Club the X-Files Mexico, um, wanted to say thank you to you know everyone who helped bring the X-Files back. Um, and so XFN has teamed up with them to put together a thank you video for the X-Files cast and crew. Um, so we're asking files all over the world to record yourself, your friends, or, you know, family you watch X-Files with, um, you know, do something, you know, kind of associated, uh, with the X-Files, uh, and send it to us. Um, you can be creative and tell people how thankful you are that Mulder and Scully is back, you can get dressed up, you can, you know, you can do whatever, you can reenact the, like, vomit scene from Gender Bender, like Jessa and I did in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like, what happens in Vancouver stays in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, then she crawls no, no. under the barn. So um, I'm just lucky she didn't have like scabies on the way back. Um, True. And you can um, send that to us. You can send it to xfn1013 at gmail.com if you want more information on it. This it's you know called the 1013 thank you video project. Um, it's pinned to the top of our Twitter, which is at X-Files News, and same for Facebook. So you can find the posts pinned there if you want information on them. Um, and certainly we'd love to have everyone involved. Um, and it's you know been really exciting. So it's just kind of a way to say thank you back to everyone who worked so hard. Cool. I thought you were going to say that they were going to do it in XFA and just said you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, you. <laughs> yes. Um, I can say that because I'm not one of you. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. To the episode. Babylon. The lone gunmen are back. Woo. Kind, kind of. of. <laughs> so I, this is. This can is, I start? I okay. No, sorry. Me, sorry. Me, I'll, I'll head over to you in two coats. Don't worry. Uh, so this Where is not the episode that people were expecting. Nope. Um. um when they first started talking about it, it was, like, kind of um, heralded as, like, a real examination of Scully's faith, which it wasn't at all. <laughs> um, like, I was really excited. I was like, oh, yeah, science versus, like, religion, Scully, like, doing her thing. It's going to be awesome. And, like, it was just way, way different than what I thought it was originally going to be. Yeah, I've said this whole time. It's going to be something to do with life after death or communicating with the dead so i guess i was kind of going down the right track but i i was basing it on that whole scully faith angle and the fact that the lone gunman were going to be in it scully doesn't do much at all in the episode. No. except be the voice of reason sorry had to say that <laughs> <laughs> so i put on facebook that um only chris carter could take a story that's about a united humanity and make it one of the most divisive hours of television <laughs> ever that's true this seems to be the episode that people either absolutely really really hate or they really really love yeah so which side of the fence do you both fall on 
Uh, I don't like despise it with a passion, but it doesn't like do a lot for me for several reasons. You know, it splits up Mulder and Scully, which is already, you know, if they're like kind of progressing properly through their own storylines, like kind of like the paperclip, you know, myth arc, kind of the whole three episodes when they did split up Mulder and Scully, like an Anasazi in the blessing way, like they were both kind of doing their things. Yeah. It just it just felt like Skelly was there to like take up some room and like say a couple scientific things. Um and so they didn't get like a lot of great interaction because them going back and forth, not them going back and forth with their like new age, like cute little like fake Mulder and Skellies. Um like that's what's <laughs> interesting. Um not that like they were totally without merit, you know, Robbie Mel and Lauren Ambrose, but like I would have liked to have seen Mulder and Skelly delve into this case. Um and, like, I mean, there's a lot. But it just, you know, it didn't really hit the mark for me for a few reasons. So, yeah. Okay. I've been holding it in. You have. <laughs> there's a lot of things that impress me about it. And there's a lot of things that I hate. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of in the middle. But I'm going to play... This whole podcast, I'm going to kind of be devil's advocate to my own self, so no one really knows how I'm going to feel. But with that saying, I have to say, those two agents, I've seen more chemistry in a geography class. Like, <laughs> uh, Agent Abercrombie and... I mean, I'm sorry. Like, and then the whole, like, why has she stayed? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going on this rant. I'm going. Like, why has she stayed with him? Oh, she must be in love with him. First of all, projection. Second of all, um, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I have to lower my voice. Um, It's not like women stay in science because they're in love with their professors or men. Like, oh, that's the only way we stay in science. You're a medical doctor. You see some crazy shit. You think you're going to be like, oh, this is boring. You're going to be like, yeah, man, I'm going to test this out. me crazy it hasn't even been talking about it i want to get so many grants i'm gonna get money actually that's not literally what we think but like her to be like why are you there it's only for a man like listen little i have a lot of words called her he's <laughs> a little like judgy, it, preachy, and judgy i'm sorry she's judgy she's bitchy when she comes back to Mulder's office, she's already angry. Why did she even come back? You're angry. Oh, and you're fueled by jealousy. Apparently, jealousy is a more powerful drug than shrooms, yeah. by the way. And, and second of all, Mulder and Scully go like go through a lot of shit together. I mean, they are brothers in arms. They're gonna kind of want to like stick together, have each other's backs, and that's why Scully stuck with Mulder. Boom, done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was. She was like not. You know, from. Tombs are from Squeeze. Uh, from Squeeze when Mulder's kind of getting, like, railroaded by, um, you know, everyone else who's working the case. And they're, like, just making fun of them. And he says to Scully, you may not always agree with me, but at least you respect the journey. Agent Einstein does not respect the journey at all on any level. Um, and she just has, like, no idea what she's really talking about. And she's she's kind of, like, rude. Like, if she toned it down, like, a little bit and was still, like, kind of incredulous to, like, what Mulder was saying, maybe. I guess they wanted to differentiate her from Scully. But, no kidding. And then it didn't because she was so aggressive. It didn't make sense that she'd, like, hand him shrooms. Uh, and it wasn't shrooms. But still, like, I didn't buy that yeah, at all. Yeah, that not make sense. Like, if anyone is going to be able to find shrooms, like, it's Fox Mulder. Like, it's not going to be Agent Einstein. She's going to be like, where do I find shrooms? Like, she... And and Mulder's drug trip... I, I mean, I've never done shrooms, so I can't really comment. But um, it, it's just a... You know, I feel like Mulder's probably more likely to, like, rock back and forth in the corner, like, <laughs> in his I... own head, than, like whatever the heck he was he was doing line dancing i'm really surprised he wasn't like you know, riding one of like the mechanical bulls too um so i'm not really sure i've never done shrooms i'm saying this on the record <laughs> that is not how shrooms works at yeah. all and like the time of onset it was like a minute and a half yeah like, it's it's I, 20 I minutes it let's yeah. be honest like, like 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, I looked it up. He didn't forget everything every 10 seconds. That's a huge indicator. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry, the whole, like, Texas thing really showed, like, 
I swear they may they might as well have been playing the song America, fuck yeah, in the background. Like I don't know, it just felt, and it was, and it was a really really long scene. Like I would have, and again, that is not how shrooms work <laughs> at all. But um, anyway, um, unless there's anything else, I would like oh. By the way, I also thought his rings were saying the mush room, like, as in, like, smooching room. It took me forever to realize. <laughs> so I just felt like mushroom. I was like, I'm going to, like, the sex room. Good for you, Mulder. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's, like, cute that, like, the lone gunmen were there, but, like, they served no purpose, and it was kind of... I don't know. I have one explanation. She gave him salvia. That yeah, but it wouldn't last that long. Yeah, well, then it was extended release. <laughs> extended release. Okay, Agent Einstein wouldn't know what that was. Um, <laughs> sort of. Um, but is it? It's legal though. In in a lot of places, I in think it's legal, legal in some places. Maybe so it was an extended release capsule with salvia in it. Right. Well, well I want to know what placebo he's on. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. Um, but um, I would like to bring up though the whole like mumbling, and it sounded like he was saying Babel, and it just kept reminding me of the Tower of Babylon, or I'm sorry, the Tower of Babel, not Tower of Babylon. And I know the story is that it's like the reason why humans can't communicate with each other because they tried to build a tower to reach the heavens, and it really didn't make God happy, so he made them unable to communicate so that, you know, they couldn't talk to each other and they can never happen again. So anyway, with that, and it's being called Babylon, and it's theorized that the Tower of Babel is in Babylon. It's supposed to be a ziggurat of, um, I don't know, it's a ziggurat de uh, dedicated to one of the gods, like Marduk. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, to me, the theme of the episode was miscommunication or communication. Because you had the multiple ways Scully, Scully and Molly were both trying to communicate with Shiraz. And then you had the miscommunication between the two new agents, between Mulder and Scully, between religions. You know, like, you just keep having this back and forth. So with that in mind, and then watching the episode a second time, it was really different. Yeah. How many times did you watch it, Jessa? Twice. Okay. I've seen it three times now. And I definitely think watching it the second time made a huge difference yes. from watching it the first time. Definitely. First time I watched it, and obviously it was not what I was expecting. And after we finished recording last week, you told me that you'd heard this episode was awful. So <laughs> I kind of went in braced for something really bad. And first time I watched it, I kind of thought it was a bit kind of all over the place. You had the weird whole Mulder tripping sequence. Um, I watched it again the very next day, and I found a lot to love in this episode. Yeah, I... Um, there I were some, good. like, really interesting, nice parts, but, like, the way that the episode didn't, like, fit together properly, it, like, detracts from the nice parts. Also, like, I, sorry, sorry. I, like, obviously, like, the end was, like, just adorable. And, like, how that was the worst happy. part of the episode for me. Well, I didn't like the conversation, but I liked the interaction with Mulder and Scully. Oh, you uh, mean you don't walk around going holding hands with your ex-boyfriends down in fields? Because I do. I don't know about you. I, yeah. mean, I, just, I do it all the time. <laughs> I at least enjoyed seeing how happy Scully was. Like, the last time they had a conversation on that porch, like, it did not go this way. And Scully <laughs> looks like genuinely, like really, really pleased with life at this moment. Um, and she just never, she never gets that. She's like the whole miniseries has been like, oh, remember your your child William that you abandoned? I hope you feel bad about it. And so there, Chris was like, oh, she can just have a little walk in her field. It'll be fine. Um, but like, and then you, sorry, it was just I, I don't know. It was. It didn't flow properly. It didn't accomplish what it wanted to, and so it didn't really work the way it was intended. I was. I was glad that Chris Carter went there. Like it was a touchy subject, I'll admit, and I'm glad someone went there. But you kind of might as well have renamed the episode "Less Perpetuate Stereotypes." 
this of like, multiple stereotypes. Yeah, like the the Texas like people in yes. the pickup truck, and then like the Muslims, and then oh. like, the nurse who was Spe- like what? yes. Speaking of the Texans in the pickup truck, I was seriously waiting for them to be like, go back home, Mexican. Like, I was seriously waiting for that, like, to just be on that level. But, so this, like, this is one of the things that I spoke with um, Tiffany yesterday. It's like, okay, how much credit should I give Chris Carter here? Because x has never been known for its cultural sensitivity. <laughs> and, you know, it is pretty obvious where the episode was going, you know, from the very first scene what was going to happen with this guy, what he was going to do. And I don't I don't know how much credit I should give Chris Carter here. The fact that, you know, is he just being lazy in his writing of Muslims as a broad stereotype? Is he being equally lazy with his representation of Texans, that they all wear cowboy hats all the time and they all drink beers listening to country music in pickup trucks. Is that laziness or is it kind of intentional, kind of showing us well, these are what our stereotypes extreme. are, what our extreme stereotypes are in the media of Muslims and of Texans and you know holding them both up together like that. Maybe he's trying to show us just how unrealistic both of those stereotypes are. See, I really do believe that. I thought I was almost going to English teacher. You know when you read, like, the great... Or you read, like, Huck Finn, and it was talking about, like, the floating bread and water, and that was, like, the body of life, and that was Huck Finn getting new life, and you're like, bullshit. No, you just made that up, English teacher. I thought that at first, but I'm... I really think the latter. I actually think he did mean all of this. That, I, I hope so, because, I mean, this is certainly his most ambitious thing he's ever done. I think, and whether or not you think he completely pulls it off, there is definitely some moments of genius in this. Yeah. And I'm I'm leaning towards that it's intentional because you have those two talking heads on the TV that pop up several times, and they kind of flip the expectat you know the um, expectations of what they would be doing because you have the angry white man who is yelling, but he's actually the one who's in favor of cultural sensitivity. And then you have the very calm black woman who's the one who just keeps going on about, well, you're threatening my constitutional rights by talking about don't do something that's going to upset somebody because I want freedom of speech, damn it. So uh, that makes me think, and they are so fucking extreme, yeah. these. Um, these stereotypes, the representations that we get shown, it's, it's, it's got to be intentional. Not for, yeah, I don't think it's possible it's not intentional. Um, because, yeah. And, and Chris Carter isn't usually, like, he's a very, like, detail-oriented kind of guy. And, you know, especially when he goes off on, you know, his, like, loquacious monologues, he, he put that into, like, every one of those, like, somewhat unnecessary words <laughs> that, like, doubled the size of a month. Like, he's always very... He pays attention to that type of stuff. So I, I have a hard time thinking that it wasn't, like, crafted down to the minor detail. And I also have an explanation for why he chose shrooms. And if I'm right, it's clever. I don't know if I'm pulling it out of my ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I minored in like anthro and what you know we learned that shamanism was really the world's like first religion you know like back at like really back in the day um in Mesoamerica in Mesopotamia you know in Africa and so um how the shamans would achieve this um, going into the spirit world they would either starve themselves flail themselves or take psychoactives um and so usually, though, there's a lot more anthropomorphic, like you usually see a lot more animals involved. You look at the pottery, and even the Egyptians, for example, have a lot of, you know, animals involved. So Chris Carter, I would have, I wanted to see more animals. But beyond that, anyway. <laughs> more animals. Uh, yeah, we're just more animals. Anyway. Dagoo. Dagoo yeah, could have come along on the, on the mushroom trip. And Queequeg. Queequeg should have made an appearance in, oh my God, that in like, been wine great. dancing with Dagoo. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. That would have this elevated a, that, that whole sequence. It would sequence. have been very American, It, it was too. an awesome sequence, but that the two dogs dancing. Five minutes later. too long, though, to be honest. Anyway, but, um, but, so, but what, it took, what was interesting to me is that it took the world's first religion 
to be the answer and to be the breakthrough. You know, like, you have all this fighting, you know, within all these different sects. And, you know, let's be honest, like, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they have a lot of common themes, you know, monotheistic God, and, you know, don't be a jerk, and, you know, respect people, you know, the true followers of the faith. And, but I thought it was clever that you, I don't know why you chose Mulder, because he's an FBI agent. He should be really against drugs. But anyway. <laughs> um, but you have, you know, like, really, like, the, um, before all the division in religion, you know, we're all, in you know, this is the whole humanity thing, that it took that for, um, to get the answer out, to get the ball rolling to save lives, you know, and all that. So, as far, far as a religious episode, it was actually really intriguing to me. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble with the religious stuff in this episode, and normally when X-Files does religion, it does it really well, because the show to me has always been about faith, that's always been the subtext behind everything, so when they address religion explicitly, it normally makes for a really intriguing story, and I'm thinking, you know, revelations, signs and wonders, even I want to believe, um... Gethsemane, they have that really great conversation yes, about God. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it makes it it makes it really good. It makes you think about stuff, and it the the religious side of stuff really didn't resonate with me. Or I, I had trouble trying to pick apart what message he was trying to convey in this. That it's got to be a bit more complex than you know. Well, everybody's got a mother. Nobody brings a child into the world so that they go out and kill people and I, I think that the whole thing with the the placebo are we supposed to think that that was some sort of divine intervention that made him have this vision that he was able to speak to the to the kid in the hospital bed um, I don't know and then Mulder's speech at the end where he's ranting about worshipping an angry god it kind of came across like he was just taking a bash at any religion that's based on the Old Testament, which, of course, um, not religious person, but my understanding is that Christianity and Islam and Judaism are all kind of based on that book to some extent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what he was trying to say with the the religious side of things here, um, but it did make it did make me think of Paris Hilton. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Stick stick with me. If if ever there was an episode where you know you should just suspend your disbelief. Um, several years ago, Paris Hilton was charged with a DWI or something, and she went to prison. And when she came out, she claimed to have found God, and she told everything. She one of her quotes that was all over the papers was, "God makes everything happen for a reason." And the best response that I've ever heard to some to anybody saying that was from Rowan Williams, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury at the time, which is um, the head of the Church of England. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely slammed Paris Hilton for saying that and argued that, you know, that's setting a bad example to people. It's completely misguided that um, God does not make everything happen for, or, for a reason, that if you do believe in God, then your faith should direct your choices and your actions um, and not rely on somebody to make everything turn out the way it's supposed to that you know you have responsibility as a person which again not a religious person but my understanding of christianity is that that's kind of the deal so i don't know if that's kind of the message that, that chris is trying to get to in some sort of way and the reason i got to that was through the whole free speech people talking on the tv and arguing about that because it connects with um Mulder's suggestion that words have weight to them which he touches on several times throughout yeah. the episode. So I don't know if the message that we're trying to, that Chris wants us to take from this, I mean, picking it, picking I, the episode apart, that's kind of what I get got to, that words have weight to them, that what you say can affect people. You know, it, some things are more than just words, that, you know, free speech might be a right, but you also have a responsibility to think before you speak. Well, I think that's what Chris was going for, was that words do have power, and the words had power to have that young man Shiraz do what he did, and, you know, also words have power, I think a little bit even played into the placebo shroom trip, because just him, you know, the, with the suggestion that he was going to go under his trip, he went under the strip, or it could be a divine intervention, I'm not really sure, but, um, but, um, 
But yes, I think there was a common theme of the words having power and couple that with miscommunication, then you have just this recipe for trouble. And I think this is Chris's way of trying to explain kind of what's going on. And I actually have to give him props for that, for even attempting, even if I don't think it hit the mark necessarily, I have to almost give him props for it. Although, again, a lot of times he could have done stuff a little different. <laughs> but if there's, like, ever anyone to comment on, like, the weight of and power of words, it would be, like, a writer, number one, and the writer of a television show that has changed many people's lives, that, you know, is still enormously popular, like, 20-plus years later. So um, he certainly has... It's probably an idea that's been kind of, like, hanging around in his brain for a while. Um, and he's certainly, like, seen that firsthand um, when he comes out of his, like, reclusive little, like, hole in a Malibu cave mansion. Um, but he's he's certainly seen that, so. Um, also, can we talk about that stupid-ass nurse real quick? Oh, my God, she was <laughs> awful. Um, first of all, I thought she was, like, playing for the wrong team. And then, like, she just was, like, that person that... I'm sorry, I hate, like, I hate that type of person that's really bigoted and, and first of all, smother the dude and walk out. Like, I'm sorry, as soon as you flip that off, ten pagers, like, ten people yeah, got it. Yeah, just make <laughs> like, a guarantee. Like, ten people, like, automatically, whenever there's a code. All of his it's, stats, like, go to, like, his SBO2, like, drops to, like, zero. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden it's back and magically at 90. Like, yeah, like... Anyway, like, I, I need to discuss that. That happened with Maggie, too. Um, I need to, yeah. like, discuss this with the appropriate I, parties. I'm sorry, but yeah, she just put a pillow. She, like, you know, the whole wing is evacuated. Come on. Yeah, and she was just, she was, like, she was kind of like a parody of, like, Fox News. Like, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. She, yeah, she like was, and I guess she was supposed to be like a parody of it. Like she didn't come through as like sincere, or and she was just like the immigrants coming and taking our jobs. And <laughs> like Lawrence Ambrose. Speaking of which, speak, oh, speaking of which, I actually think immigrant? that the Bible got it wrong um, in its uh, prophecy about the sign of our end times. I don't think it's supposed to be signaled by a chorus of trumpets, but rather a chorus of Trump supporters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's wait till 2017 <laughs> before we start making any jokes. Um, so, um, but anyway, I I really I don't. Again, like I said, the chemistry between the two. Like I thought, you know, them individually, like could, you know, could make it work, but. I thought that the two of them... Yeah, I didn't, like, feel it. They had, like, an almost nice moment at the end where she quotes, like, real Einstein. Um, and it was, like, really nice until she ruined it. <laughs> she was, like... Well, you know, she's like, la di da di da and then she's like, you're a moron, Miller. Um, <laughs> it, or I, I'm just gonna, like, affectionately call him Agent Abercrombie. Um... He, yeah, he seemed a little wish, wishy-washy, too, at times. Um, yeah, I was, not, then, uh, I was not a fan of him, but I thought she was awesome. And I would, I would love to see her in her own thing. And I didn't even think about this. I didn't even consider it. But, of course, all online was then, well, are they setting these up for a spin-off or some sort of reboot of the X-Files? And I would fucking point. watch the hell out of that because she was well, awesome. Go for it. I <laughs> still, I'm yeah, sorry. I still think their chemistry sucks more than a $2 hooker. But anyway. I want to watch her just like yell at people all the time. I mean, I, I'll give you the fact that Einstein and Miller are like the Saturday morning cartoon version of the X-Files. Yeah. But I thought she was really good. I thought she was one of the strongest parts of the whole episode. Him, he was a bit wishy-washy, but then Scully was kind of you know, fading into the wallpaper in this episode as well, which is yeah. a shame. Yeah, Scully threw me off a little bit. Yeah, she, she was... just didn't get the proper time to address, you know, what they were trying to do. Um, 
And, like, kind of the justification for it was, like, just, oh, remember my mom died? Like, it wasn't, I wasn't, like... Yeah, that faded away quick. Back to, to Maggie that I would have liked to. Um, yeah. But you know what? I loved her rationalism and, like, her course of evidence of setting up a baseline and, you know, her method of communication. And I love how she explains, you know, not all Muslims are extremists. I was just like, thank you, every time that she spoke up and was just the voice of reason. I was just so glad that they had those in there, and I love her for it. Although, for most of the episode, like, she was just kind of in the background. My favorite Scully moment was when that guy from Homeland Security or whatever comes in and talks about he wants to he wants to die and go and have all his virgins in heaven or whatever and Scully just turns around and goes, It sounds like hell to me or sounds like torture to me or something. <laughs> That's Scully. Uh, yeah. So funny. No one like <laughs> Scully kinda gets like put down not really like put down, but she kinda gets like neglected as like being she's like quite sassy and like when she's usually tries to like kinda keep it calm and composed but like when she lets out like damn yes. she is hilarious like she is yes and i love the pine bluff variant and like yep. part of that has to be because scully is just like a sass master the whole episode well like, your whole time she's walking she's like well you're obviously not the department of community you know or like communication. Office of information yeah office of information it was just like oh girl you on fire i'm calling the burn unit like it's just she and so I love that they're bringing that back. And also, I'm sorry, I have to mention, I have to feel like when Shiraz was dying, and Mulder's like mumbling, and then he like he's all like, "Well, I got what I wanted after that, peace." And then he yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like it was a little like inappropriate of him. <laughs> like he was, God. it was like a bad bad time for the mother, and he's like not making it easier. Um. And then, I don't know, they, like, save the day somehow. <laughs> um, and there's still not, like, a resolution to, like, Skelly's thing. And there's not really a resolution to Mulder's either. And they're just no. kind of hanging out there uh, with God, it, apparently. Is Mulder fired from the FBI? He's not fired. I know Skinner's, no. like, he's done. Okay, I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Well, I think, th- yeah. Yeah. That is a fireable offense. I feel like. he didn't take anything illegal. That he wanted to. I don't. I know. I know. Yeah. But it was just. But I, I. I mean. I'm sure. Like. Well. Um. Einstein had talked to Skinner already, but. Um, a little snitch. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "I'm sorry. I." She, she brought me the wrong way. I can see where she could be a likable character, but not not for me. She's just not for me. Um. And then I didn't know that Mulder listened to the Lumineers. Also, that's, like, another thing I want to comment on. Um, like, I mean, that Mulder and Scully were also discussing their relationship, like, subtext, because they can't ever discuss their own relationship, like, out in the open, because bees sting them or something like that. They just have, like, a thing against it. Um, but the song, it's, it's not, like, traditionally kind of X-Files, but I feel like Chris knew exactly what he was doing, because, like, as Scully drives up, like, it talks about family, and is, like, kind of like an adorable idea in the song anyway and he just like it's very trollish of him yeah it's a bit on Um, the nose (laughs) um i think it's just you know throughout this revival we're not used to having contemporary music in it and there's been a lot yeah yeah that's not moby yes yeah (laughs) where's the moby or carl zero um, and I don't know, I think Mulder would be more likely to listen to David Duchovny's album than the Lumineers, but um Also, I was, I had this thought and I know why the Texas thing happened, but it would have been, it was I started going down, like, what if this ha- like Mulder took his shrooms in India would he all of a sudden, like, be in Bollywood? <laughs> <laughs> and then the thought of Mulder doing Bollywood was really funny, or, and then like I mean, I just started picturing him in different places around the world and what he would get himself into. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm actually surprised that, like, Mulder never, like, tried to take some type of, like, psychotropic drug during the original series, like, to solve a case. Like, I'm surprised Skelly never had to be... Well, I mean, maybe it did happen. I feel like, Mulder, what the hell are you doing? Um, like, peyote or something like that. Um, because it is, like, like if Fox... Yeah, like his justification for it seemed like a little slim here it felt like they were like running out of time and so we like lost pieces of like kind of each little element of the story because there's a lot in there 
Yes. I, I'm actually surprised he didn't, like, try that earlier. <laughs> or maybe he did, and he got shut down, which is why he went to Einstein. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he had to put in a call to Chuck, first of all. and Yeah. Because Chuck. Chuck has people. Chuck would definitely know where to get some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has that other capsule, too. No, he took both. Oh, he took both. Never mind. JK. JK. Idiot. In the God, what an idiot. Ugh. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe Mulder and Shelley went home. So, okay. I did, I did want to get you two to talk about the whole placebo effect. Because I figured you could oh. give us some science on that. Okay, um, yes. Well, we I mean, it, it is a documented thing. It, it happens. It, it is. It, it does happen. Um, but then there are such things as clinical trials where they have a placebo and the group... That's will do worse than the actual like trial group you know so and that's when you know a drug a new drug is good um but the power of suggestion seems to be apparent but um it seems like a really strong placebo in this case like yeah. usually placebos so aren't that strong intervention then maybe that david was talking about earlier because Ah, uh, no matter how much I tried, that could never happen. <laughs> Ever. Even even with the drug. <laughs> I don't think I could make that happen. It's just... And um, a lot of the... Not a lot, but a bunch of the shroom trip, um, David did like a lot more kind of like dance stunts that were all cut out for time. So it was even longer. Aww. Wow. Um, it wasn't too long. That whole sequence. The first time I watched it, I was thinking that it was going on a bit, but ever since, I watched it three times now. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, this is, I, I don't know why people don't like this episode. I mean, I do understand completely why lots of people hate this episode, but I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, it just so, didn't, like, connect with me. And I, what, what has annoyed me, though, is all of these critics out there. Because I read a ton of reviews to get ready for this podcast because I could see on Facebook and Twitter a lot of people who liked the show didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, there's another website I go to uh, with a lot of cinephiles on it where everybody was kind of almost identical opinions to me on the episode overall and the bits that didn't work. Somebody even said it was their favorite episode of the revival season and it's not even close. But a lot of the reviews I read, they just came across as really lazy. Every single one of them contained the words, you can't have, when they were talking about uh, having an episode with humor and stuff in it, when terrorism was also an aspect of the episode. And I just don't think that those reviewers really watched the episode. I don't think they watched it more than once, certainly. And they were just out to take down the show. If the episode didn't work for you, fine. You know, it's not a perfect episode. Uh, you know, even I can say that there's plenty of problems with the episode, but I think what Chris was trying to do is really incredibly ambitious. Um, I think a lot of it did work. Um, you know, this is one of the most genius ones that he's done in a long, long time. Um, just, you know, and just the guts of taking on this sort of subject, or the multiple subjects that are discussed here, um, the only episode, the only sorry episode review that I found that I could even recommend to people to go check out is actually um, on Entertainment Weekly by Jeff Jensen. It's like a four-page review, mm -hmm. um, which he actually seems to have put some thought into, and he says that he did watch the episode at least two times. So that's something. Um, so any fans out there that this episode you know, turned you off? Go back and watch it a second time with more of an open mind, and I think you'll find a lot more to like in it. Um, but I completely accept that this episode is not for everyone. For me, it's it's right up there with Weird Monster and Home Again, and I'm really having trouble deciding which of those would be my favorite of the revival so far. I think Home Again's still my favorite. Yeah, um, they're all so different. That's why I could sit yeah, down and watch true. one. Think about it. Go. Oh yeah, this one's my favorite, and then I can go back and watch Weird Monster again and go. Oh, no, this one's my favorite. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, touching on things that we talked about with both of those two episodes, having a lot of stuff in there for fans 
mm-hmm. um, that, that have been with the show all this time to dive into and like I kind of got that a little bit from the whole um, Miller oh. and Einstein yeah. being brought in because you kind of got to see older Mulder and Scully interacting yeah. with their younger sort of counterparts when they were kind of more closed off in their kind of beliefs and you know Einstein to me kind of had Mulder's sort of brash personality Miller had Scully's yes. kind of um, reserved nature yes yeah. Um, and I said Einstein was awesome um, I would love to see either her get her own show or do uh, X-Files The Next Generation but recast Miller because I, I, he wasn't doing anything for me but um, I may not be the key de- that I may not be the key demographic um, that he's supposed <laughs> to appeal to. So, um, and I have a I have a rather morbid uh, morbid prediction for my struggle too now. So I don't think anybody has seen it yet. Um, no, it I hasn't. Don't... Well, there's been um, like some like very limited like screenings okay. of it, but it hasn't been generally released to like the press okay. yet. Yeah, I checked with Avi yesterday to see if she had seen it yet, and at the time she hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Avi would have and, like messaged us in like panic <laughs> over what had happened. And I, I know there's spoilers out there, and we've discussed them off the air, so I'm not going to discuss any known spoilers. Mm-hmm. But and this just came to me today, driving home from work. I think maybe Mulder dies. Right. I, I need not to. to say that because. The only thing that makes me think he's not going to is the fact that Maggie's just died. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of maybe it's just the theme. Of, maybe it's just the theme of this revival that it's all about middle age and they're you know. But I mean, they would of, want to like bring him back. Like I, I know like they would. I know they it, would. And it, I was just thinking would, that David Duchovny being so vocal, saying, "Yeah, I want to come back for season 11 could just be his way of kind of tricking yeah, everybody but, but like know. no but like fox really wants him <laughs> to come back like they're ready to pay him a lot yeah no uh, i think there would be an outrage I, I can totally see it like ending on a cliffhanger like does Mulder die or like do both of them die like i can see that like it's gonna end on a huge huge cliffhanger we're gonna I've, have to wait years well, if, years to see what happens if einstein but, and miller are being set up to take over the show uh, which you know I wasn't even aware of, but if that is true, I mean they are both in next week's episode. You can see that on IMDb. I know. Yeah, but I mean, and it, we're, we're it's not going of, well for anyone next week. Like no one is having a good time. It's been kind of heavy. Well, it is called my struggle too. Um, it's been kind of heavy, heavily hinted at that we might probably be seeing William. So. I could see if this I know maybe this is the whole let's sum up the X-Files let's give Mulder and Scully their ending Mulder dies somehow being a hero I don't think Chris is like ready to let go Scully and William are reunited and they go off into the sunset and then the X-Files is reopened with Einstein and Mm -mm. (laughs) Mulder so not gonna do that like I mean like I understand like your like kind of view of like how that could work but I really don't think Chris is like ready to say goodbye to those characters. Um, he already yeah. tried in season eight, and that didn't yeah. work. I think they're they're looking to like set up like a season eleven. Um, I mean, there is a lot of information out there, and then I'm not kind of sure what people have read. Um, but it's obviously like a mythology episode, and it deals with like. Um, alien DNA and immunity and um, there's been basically picking up the threads of my struggle yeah and then there's been talk of um, like a virus like alien virus and what's going on there Um, and Scully is theoretically immune because and anyone who's seen the opening scene the opening monologue um, has like gotten a glimpse at something interesting Um, I don't know who's seen I don't have you seen it David um, I know what I started was, watching it, and it was basically Scully's version of the photos on the desk. Yeah, from the it start was. of my struggle. I don't know if I even watched the full thirty um, seconds. Well, you should watch oh, well, the end of it because the end of yeah. it has. First of all, is a little weird. Second of all, still have a crush on Scully. Doesn't matter that that happens, um, which is a little weird. Yeah, but you'll you'll if you watch it, you'll know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I must I have missed nope. that. <laughs> It's a but deal break. The end of it. It's on XFN. So, um, 
But, I mean, there's going to be some, like, big, big stuff. And Reyes comes back next week. There's going to be some, like, really heavy mythology. We're going to see the cigarette smoking man, I think. And um, and this is just all stuff that's come out from, like, the trailers. But there's been even more kind of talk about what happens in the episode that uh, we can discuss after we stop recording. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it does end on a cliffhanger. Massive. So... Like, you're going to be screaming at your television screen. Like, it's yeah. going to be through Chris Carter. Like, imagine all the times. Season like seven this. on meth. Yeah. It's going to be, like, way worse. And and Chris is going to be, like, sitting back, like, chuckling in his chair, like, kind of like an evil mastermind as he watches, like, everyone fall apart, being like, what do you mean that's the end? It'll just be, like, to be continued. I just have no idea. That's what you get for saying Babylon was crap. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> that's what he yeah. might be saying. Laughing at us. Probably. I really I liked it, so, yeah. I'm out of ideas. Okay. Um, we have uh, to answer more questions, right? We do. I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, we're obviously in the final stretch of this podcast now. I'm sad about this now. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah... This is actually going to be the last time that you guys are on this podcast, and you've done so many episodes with me throughout the throughout this run. I think maybe you came in around season two or season three because we went over season one and two episodes pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So we came in season two. We definitely came in season two. So so sad. And I I keep trying to I kept trying to split you up to have you with different people as well, but you you're like Mulder and Scully. You just keep coming back together. I think. Well, they just like that's how they scheduled us. (laughs) I think it was maybe with the movies. I got one of you with one, one of you with the other. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was supposed to, but I couldn't make it because there was a switch in time. (laughs) But you got my questions, which I was really happy about. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say a big thank you to both of you for spending so many hours with me over Skype doing this podcast. And thank you. It has been a blast getting to know both of you, and I've really enjoyed a lot of our conversations. We need Good. to like redo this for season eleven. <laughs> yeah, That's we what will. I was thinking. I was thinking that we would come back for season eleven. We could do like a mythology, like you... and really go like hardcore with the mythology. <laughs> Dead Sun Roy and I doing mythology. Yeah, if and when season eleven happens, this you know, X Files talk X Files will be revived as well. Yes. I promise you that. Um, so, since this is your last time, um, I'm going to ask you two questions now, which I'm going to put to everybody else um, as we finish up this run of podcasts. First of all, I want to ask both of you: What is your favorite movie? I feel that's an unfair question. I can do top five. Okay. <laughs> I could do probably top two or three. I can't do I'll do three. <laughs> okay. So, so just give me whatever you want to do. It. It's one favorite or a list. That's fine. I mean, Fight the Future is really up there. But, I mean, honestly, Forrest Gump, Silence of the Lambs, Boondock Saints, and Let the Right One In, and Braveheart. All right, I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, the Silence of the Lambs would definitely make my... Fight the Future would make my list um science of the lambs i really like the shawshank redemption um let's see um i like the thomas crown affair like the new one i haven't watched the old one i'm a bad person um the constant gardener there's a robert redford movie called uh the horse whisperer that's based on a book and he like wrote and directed and starred in it i think and it's a horse movie i really like that um and, like, I never really, like, I have, like, a kind of list that, like, I add to and drop off of depending on how things go. But those are, like, definitely some of my favorites, probably. If I had to pick one, it would be the Let the Right One In, the Swedish version, not the American one. So Okay. And um, what TV shows would you recommend to fans of X-Files? See, this is a really hard one for me. And it doesn't. Um, it doesn't have to be stuff that's on TV now. It could be stuff that's on DVD, stuff that's on Netflix. Um, I mean, I mean, there's obviously, like, one of the things I like about the X Files so much is that I can follow its like writers and producers, and they've done like amazing, like, kind of current TV or just finished like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and Homeland, um, Frank Show. Um, Man of the High Castle. Castle. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting there. I was just, like, at the end. (laughs) Um, So, like, 
I, I kind of feel like I'm cheating a little bit, bit to like say those like you should obviously watch those like I've um, enjoyed those immensely. Um, I really like Battlestar Galactica, the new one. Um, although on the second rewatch, it wasn't quite as good, but the first rewatch, if you never watch Battlestar Galactica, um, it is highly addictive. Like, I think I did all four seasons in like a week and a half. Like, I stayed up to 5 a.m. watching. Um, it's definitely a sci fi show, but it's very human in like the way that the X Files kind of deals with like the human effects of science fiction. Um, I really like The West Wing is really good writing people it's like obviously a political and it's kind of like a slow burn um, but if you like that kind of aspect that's really of the X-Files that's really prominent in The West Wing um, yeah those are some of them um, I just honestly think that House of Cards is amazing <laughs> I still haven't done House of Cards. That like, is like nothing to do with X, X Files whatsoever. It doesn't have to be. It's just. Um, but it it is amazing. Um, but I I would have to say to everyone really, is to get into Futurama. Oh my god, I love <laughs> Futurama. I was gonna say that, but I. Oh. Because it is it has a lot of science jokes in it, and I and I do enjoy the X Files for its how it deals with science and Futurama just. The quips in every episode are hysterical, and um, and I honestly think it's great writing, and it's got great characters, and um, so the I really animation kind of gets like a bad rep, uh, um, and it can be seen as just being like juvenile, and definitely like Futurama has some like juvenile jokes in it, but but <laughs> it's it's so good at the same time, yeah. and some of the episodes like. You just want to like cry at the end. Like sometimes they'll come out with something like uh, what Jurassic Bark with the the dog. Like brought that up. I mean, there are episodes that'll make you cry. I mean, they do that almost brilliant like X File thing where they, where it's like really funny, but then something so sweet and so painful, but like in in a bittersweet way, hits you and you're just like, oh my god, you fall apart. It's, on, it's all on Netflix. Brother, it is on Netflix. The one with his brother and when he named, oh my god, like or, or when he when he goes like there's like old future him or something like that when three, sorry like Lars or something. What what was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Lars. Yeah, and his like love for Leela and oh, it was really good. And the, he, she's a one-eyed like future forever. <laughs> we're both fans of it, so. To our viewers, I highly recommend Futurama. That was Futurama, was it? Give it yes. Okay. Give it a chance. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Cool. It's Thank you. Um, so just quick heads up to all of our regular listeners out there that download this podcast loyally every Friday. Uh, there's not going to be a podcast next Friday, but don't worry. It's just going to be a few days late. Um, the reason for that is that, you know, we are coming towards the end. I want to get as many of the regular podcast participants back on here before we wrap things up at the end of season 10. So the bad news is that next week's episode won't be going up online for you to download probably until next Sunday. But the good news is I will be joined by Kaver, uh, Trish and Kai. So that's good. Um... We will actually be doing one more episode after that, which probably will go up the subsequent Friday, as usual. And that's going to be uh, Avi, Tiffany, and I, and we're going to discuss the revival as a whole. So that should be good, too. So that is it for this week. Um, thank you, Jessa. Thank you, Roy. It has been a pleasure uh, doing these with you. Thank you thank for you. having us and letting us like talk about science <laughs> every episode. Yeah, thanks. And I don't know if this was ever, like, did we win trivia for, like, the entire podcast? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do I'm gonna do one more quiz uh, when I have Avi and Tiffany back on the final episode. I'm going to okay. do a quiz based on When they on get the all revival. the questions wrong, like, you can just call me and I'll answer them. Yep. Okay. Because they're not those people. <laughs> and I still, I still want that t-shirt when it's available from your website. Oh, we could totally make that. We have our own, like, t-shirt store now. Xwiles.news. Go buy t-shirts, people. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, we will be back next week. It's going to be a little bit delayed. In the meantime, uh, please visit me at davidthharwood.com or just go to X-Files, talk xfiles.com. It'll take you to the same place. Or, uh, of course, you can connect on Facebook and Twitter. Please send me some listener questions. And since this is my podcast, I do get the last word. So if you didn't like Babylon, well, you're just a mugwump. an extra credit like episode where you just get everyone on the same podcast and that actually pick a that, subject that would be really fun and, like go at it yeah like yep. take take an episode or like a particular subject and just like free for all see what happens if everybody's on here there is absolutely no way i'm gonna get a word in